Hello and welcome to episode 87 of the Say Hey Podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. I am Doug Hayes, aka Say Hey Doug. It is November 3rd, 2022, which means yesterday was November 2nd, 2022, which means it was your birthday, brother. Happy late birthday. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, how the how the fuck are we in November already? How, what's what happened? Time flies. God, man, we're almost in 2023. What but yeah, you know what? Birthday on a Wednesday. Had some beers. Watched uh, uh, no hitter in the World Series. So that was uh, yeah, a special day. But it was over, my birthday was overshadowed by baseball history. Yeah. So uh, yeah, ha- happy birthday, Rob. Uh, you're 29 again. Uh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> well, but no. Thanks for uh, bringing it up because we 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 do want to just check in on the World Series so far. It's been an exciting World Series. They're four games through. Of course, it's two and two. This is looking like it's going to be possibly a uh, seven-game series. I don't. I, I'd be surprised at this point if uh, it's over in six. I just don't see um, one team winning the next two games. So um, it's been exciting so far. And like you said last night, uh, Christian Javier, uh, along with uh, Montero and Presley uh, with the Astros, a no-no in the World Series. The first time since Don Larson of the Yankees yeah. in 1956, I believe. Yeah. So that's uh that's pretty cool. Um, you know, whether uh you're rooting for the Astros or not, whatever. But um it, like I, I know we've talked about this elsewhere before we get into our episode today, but like like what are your thoughts on the combined no hitter? Like, how do you feel about them? Um it it doesn't hit the same, obviously, as a regular no hitter. I think everybody can agree with that. Doesn't but hit the same it, nice. It, yeah, you, you caught that up. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, uh yeah, I think it's one of those cool things though. Like it brings a team together. It's a, it's a team accomplishment, so that's really cool. And I think for I mean for Houston, I mean what what a what a blessing. You know, they're down two to one going into the game, thinking okay, we we better fucking win this thing, or else it's three to one and we're we're in trouble. And then they go out there and throw a combined no hitter. I mean, talk about you know bringing everybody together and uh, you know getting off the deck. And if you're on the Phillies, you know you just gotta look at it as okay, it's it's one loss. Yeah, it's a, it's a sad loss, of course, but. It's one loss, and I mean, fuck the teams. I feel bad for the fucking fans. I mean, they're probably drinking, get ready all day, and just, I mean, who who the hell knows how much those World Series tickets were last, last night, and to see your team go get fucking no hit. Jesus Christ. Can you imagine that? <laughs> At least you got to witness history. Yeah, I guess, but yeah. But, save, but save, it, save the ticket stub, yes. But it is impressive, though, because this Phillies lineup has – you know, overcome overcome so many um, adversities this year. I mean, they they do the manager change early in the season. Rob Thompson comes in, and they not only get to the playoffs, they get to the World Series, and they're very much in this thing to win it. Um, but you know, they've had bullpen questions. They kind of righted that ship throughout the year. Yep. Um, the the rotation has been good enough, especially behind Nola and Wheeler. Um, yeah, it's 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 been exciting to follow and. Um, but it, but what I was gonna say is, it's impressive what Javier and the Astros did last night, especially against like, like Bryce Harper is like hotter than anybody right now, swinging a baseball bat, and you know they tamed that entire dangerous Philly lineup to nothing. Um, yeah. That's impressive. So if, you know, uh, to answer my own question, it's uh, it's not the same as a regular no hitter from you know innings one through nine with the same guy. I get that. I totally agree with it. Um, but I mean, it should be recognized. Like it's it should be kind of like a, a no hitter of its own. It's a different category. Like so, 
but yeah, impressive stuff for sure. Yeah, I think all things considered, you know, the combined no hitter probably helps that team a little more than some guy going out there and just dealing by himself. Yeah, just all things considered, brings everybody together, and I don't know, they'll probably get fucking killed tonight, so it'll <laughs> it, it, it'll take everything I'm saying and blow it all away. Yeah, but pulling him out early too, it could give Dusty Baker the opportunity if they need to go to Christian Javier, like in Game Seven somewhere in the middle right. innings. He's probably available. So yeah, for for sure, you know, that's it. So, uh, we thought we'd mix things up today. Uh, you know, last week, if you didn't listen, go listen to episode eighty six. You can find all of our shows at uh, believe.com. That's b l e a v dot com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, we're on YouTube. Um, we t- kind of focused on what the starting rotation could possibly look like in 2023. And we're going to get back into uh, that in the next episode. I believe we'll focus more on the bullpen and then we'll talk bats uh, in a couple episodes. But want to break things up. We haven't done a mailbag in a while. Um, kind of plug Giants Chatter here. If you're not on Giants Chatter on Facebook, go join uh, it's a thriving group. Even in the off season, we're we're pretty active. Um, it's ran by myself and Rob and and uh, six other great admin guys. Uh, we're a different kind of unique Facebook group when it comes to like uh, a baseball team, but um, we're very active. Do a lot of live streams and stuff. But we're answering questions. Most of these, in fact, a lot of these came from there. Um, so we wanted to just answer some questions from again we're not professionals we're fans so other fans perspective on what we think this offseason could look like for the giants so rob are you ready to jump into some questions from our friends at giants chatter absolutely and if we say it that does not mean it's gonna happen it absolutely means it's gonna happen (laughs) all right so we're gonna start off uh our buddy uh if i can click this right thank you our buddy thomas uh yeah thomas lang on giants chatter facebook thomas thank you for your question who is the best outfield target not named Judge? Would you like to take this one? Oh, well, I'll go man. too, but you go first if you want. Um, all right, all right. Um, God, I mean, there there's some good ones out there. Uh, Brandon Nemo, I believe, would be a really good fit in, in San Francisco. I just kind of start starting off there. Just because I don't think I think he's one of the few outfielders out there where the Giants could sign him and not and judge together and where they could not absolutely go go poor trying trying to get them both. Um, yeah, that's that's one right there. Let's. Who do you think? Well, he. I, I was kind of looking over the available guys before we hopped on here. And Brandon Nimbo is like very much the number one outfield guy outside of judge. I would say, I mean, he had a really good hitting year, uh, 16 home runs, 64 RBIs, uh, stole three bags. Doesn't strike out much. 10 and a half percent of the time. Uh, I'm sorry. That's his walk rate. <laughs> his walk rate's <laughs> 10 and a half, which is decent, uh, but still not good. a ton of strikeout though. 17.2% K rate, which is not bad. And he had a 134 weighted runs created plus in 2022 in New York. Um, just, just like basing off the rest of the names, this is, there are not a lot of big name outfield free agents heading into 2023. I would say it's like judge Nimmo. And then there's some other guys, a couple other guys I looked at Andrew Benintendi is a free agent. Um, he had a good year, was an all-star got traded from 
the uh, Royals to the Yankees, finished mm-hmm. second half of the season in New York. Um, he had a pretty solid year. Uh, and then, you know who's like third on my list? This is how thin it is, in my opinion, at least, is Adam Duvall. Yeah. And like he had like not a fantastic year Got in hurt. Atlanta. Yeah, he was hurt. Um, but I wonder if he'd be in it. Like, say the Giants did pursue him. I wonder if he'd be, uh, you know, an option that could play, you know, left field. And then he could be like uh, the new platoon guy since they, I'm sure they'll still want to do some platoons. Yeah. Um, because he hit lefties okay in, in 38 games against lefties, 73 at bats. It was a low average, 233, but he did have six home runs and 12 RBIs in that span. So um, the power is still there. He just missed a lot of time um, in 2022. In fact, I think he only played in like, what was it, 115 games? So uh, did miss a good chunk, but a lot of power there. Um, obviously started with the Giants. So, yeah, I'd say Nimmo, um, Benintendi, and then probably Duvall after Judge, of course. Yeah, and I think with with Nimmo, he he covers up you know so much ground out there too. The Giants, I, I we we don't we don't know for sure what their plans are with center field. I mean, we think Austin Slater will is still part of the plans. Although we a lot of us on Giants chatter in particular thought he was a good candidate to, to, to get traded. Yeah, this this past year, um, when the season started and he, and he was playing good, it's like oh okay cool he's looking good. But then when the Giants started to suck, it's like okay well. He is valuable, so maybe somebody will come get him. But nope, he's he's still around, and I believe, I believe, uh, he has an, another year on, on on his contract. So, but Nemo hit, hits from the left side, and a, a lot of the times when the, when the Giants were facing righties, you'd have guys like Yastrzemski out out there playing center center field, and he's not a center fielder. You know, I think I think we all know that. You you, you watch him enough, so. Yeah, yeah, you know, So Nimmo, it's not just, not just what with with, with with the bat. You know, they could use they could use him out there in the big spaces of Oracle Park. So, oh yeah, and I and I and I really I really think because um, I mean I, I, this might be a question later, but the Giants shouldn't have any limitations this offseason. They can sign pretty much whoever they want, but you I think you can cuff him with 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 Judge and probably not even blink an eye on on the. Uh, on the books. money yeah. yeah and i mean I'm, I'm looking at his numbers too he's pretty much split proof i mean like you said he is a left-handed bat um against righties solid numbers hit 280 uh 11 home runs 38 runs batted in but lefties when he's lefty on lefty matchup 264 very respectable average yep. um five home runs 26 rbis in 234 plate appearances so um he had just under half uh, as many at bats against right-handed, but um, yeah, solid split proof guy. 151 games in center field last year, stayed relatively healthy. So um, I would say definitely Brandon Nimmo is the number two guy after Aaron Judge. And so yeah, I'd, I'd definitely be happy if they could go get a guy like him. Um, from Eric, this is the great Eric Nathanson on Giants Chatter, who is one Eric. of our admin friends on Facebook. How soon after the World Series ends? Does Tommy LaStella get cut? Oh, you know, I'll I'll say this. <laughs> I'll start with this one. Um, you know, <laughs> when he signed after 2020, he signed that three-year deal with the Giants. I think everybody was saying the same thing. Like, oh, Tommy LaStella is going to come in. He's going to give you a professional at bat. 
Um, you know, he's never going to get cheated when he's at the plate. And, you know, he's he up until he was a giant, pretty good pure hitter in, in the league. Yeah. And then he gets to San Francisco, and the dude cannot stay healthy. I mean, he has missed a lot of time. I'm trying to get up to his specific numbers here. He played in 76 games last year, 2021. And then 2022, he played in 60 games. So he missed, um, yeah, 86 games, and then he missed 102. So he's missed 188 games in two years with the Giants. And then when he is on the field, it's not that great. And so he signed a three-year deal. He got $2 million this first year. It's an escalating deal. 5.25 this last year in 2022. And then next year, he's set to make $11.5 million. So all that jive I've led up to this. Rob, are the Giants <laughs> going to flat out eat Tommy Listella's $11.5 million in 2023? Oh, God. I, I don't think they will, but they should. The Giants have kind of shown us, or at least under Farhan, you know, they're they're willing to wait out these these investments. Uh, I don't think they're willing to cut ties with him immediately. Uh, they just, I think they they love what he brings to the table when when he's active. Like you said, he doesn't doesn't strike out a lot. Uh, he, he puts the ball in play. That's all that. Bull- cliche bullshit every bat like it's his last <laughs> yeah and like yeah I, I know i know believe me i and, and you need guys like that but but man he i mean he's making a lot of money to do absolutely nothing for this team and Minimal. yeah and you know we, we joke about wilmer flores over the years kind of always looking like he, he's hurt running to first base you know tommy listella he, he can't even do that because he, he can't he can't <laughs> run at all like like he's tommy listella is like the old man out of big league dreams out here in Manteca, it's a softball complex where he's he hits the ball and he don't even move. It's like he hits the ball and like in the gap and he hobbles his freaking crippled ass over to first base and then he does this and some guy comes out, out and runs for him. That's Tommy Lestella. Hey, and it's like, dude, but you're, you're, you're like you're not even out of shape. What's going on? It's all. Like, oh, it's my knee, you know. I, I messed it up back in back in high school or back in college. You know, Tommy Lestella is that guy on, on on the Giants. But to answer Eric's question, I don't think they're going to cut him because they just haven't they haven't shown us that you know that they're willing to part ways with somebody that they're actually paying. Maybe aside from like Jake, you know, Jake McGee, they cut him midseason and he was making decent money. But I, I, other, I just I, I they should cut him because you can replace Tommy Lestella literally with anybody. You know who can stay on the field, but I, and and this is really hard for me to say too, because I really wanted the Giants to sign this guy a couple years ago. He was on mine Same. and years. Same. He was on mine and years list. You know, I think both of our lists of guys that we want the Giants to target, and it just hasn't worked out, and it, and it it's it fucking sucks. You know, Rob, um, I disagree. I think they're gonna do it, and really? here's why. Yeah, it, trust me, I get it. They've not really shown anything that that makes them or makes us believe that they would, but you know, they've been talking about, they want to get younger. They want to get more athletic and, you know, it starts with, you know, moving on from guys like this, like from La Stella and Longoria and Crawford and belt. And we know Crawford's going to be there. I'd say there's a 50, 50 chance. Longoria is still there. Um, belt is a big question mark. Probably shouldn't be back. But I mean, if you bring those three guys back, you're going to be like 
oh no, let's bring back Tommy Asella too. That's four spots for very unathletic guys that are aging yeah. and don't provide much help. And it's not that they like Longoria when he's on the field, he's still good enough. Crawford had a bad year, but you know, he's going into that's a whole different story. Belt can never stay healthy. And no. then Lestella is right Bell there. Too, is not can't under stay contract. I understand. I'm just saying yeah. Yeah. that it wouldn't surprise me because he's fucking Brandon Belt. Wouldn't surprise me if the Giants <laughs> bring back somehow. But I'm using those names as you know, well, we're gonna have four of those guys possibly. Yes, no. I, I know belts belts not under uh contract, but who knows? But anyways, yeah, I, I actually could see the Giants blowing off the eleven and a half million dollars here and until he gets signed somewhere else, which I don't know if he would, uh, unless he goes to a contender that can fit him on the the books and just say, hey, we may use you sparingly, um, you know, Matt Carpenter or something like that, the Yankees. But, uh, yeah, I think that they actually will just let him go and, um, you know, they're paying him $11.5 million to sit at home or, you know, try and get on with another team. So, yeah. I think it's time. Uh, move on from Estella, and I'd rather see a roster spot or two for for younger guys uh, get used instead of Estella, who is clogging up a leadoff spot sometimes, clogging up the DH, which is not what you need to do with this giant team who, you know, needs a more permanent designated hitter guy in that spot. So yeah, and, frustrating. And, and I, th- I think I think that that was my, our biggest problem with Estella too. When he played, why the fuck was he hitting leadoff? Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, you are, it's a slap in the face to the Ricky Hendersons and, you know, Brett Butler's, you know, the, the great layoff hitters of all time to a guy who came and move up there. Yeah. So, but I, would I be surprised if they hold on to him and try and make it work if he stays healthy? Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you on that. I feel that. I just feel like, <laughs> you know, if they're serious this offseason, you know, fucking let him go, figure it out. Next question uh, is from <laughs> Evan, also in Giant Shatter. Thank you, Evan, for your question. Oh, man. Who are three realistic free agent signing options and who's not coming back? Well, we kind of just talked about who possibly cannot be coming back. I think that Listella, I know I'm kind of going second part first here, but go for it. I think Listella could be gone. Um, Belt, I hope, is gone, but wouldn't be surprised if the Giants sign him cheap to hang around. Um, I don't know about Longoria. I'm, I don't know what they're going to do with Longoria, to be honest. I don't know. I know they have JD Davis under contract through next year. He's a big question mark to me. Um, yeah, I think some other guy like, uh, well, I'll tell you who's not coming back. Carlos Rodon. Uh, he's not coming back. I don't think. Nope. I just because of the off season and his social media, I think Jock wants out. I don't think Jock Peterson's coming back, even though I wouldn't be super frustrated if they gave him like a two-year deal. But I think he's gone. And then I think one of the other ones that are like floating out there is like a Lamont Wade Jr. or Luis Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. And I think our next question centered around that. So I'll wait on that. Three realistic free agent signing options. Well, here's one. Andrew Heaney. Thank you. That is that is one that I brought up before, and I think very well could happen. And it just feels so giant esque. Yes, is that I could see Farhan and Pete Petula also, who is now the new general manager of the San Francisco Giants. Petula, Petula, welcome, Pete. Hope you do well. Like a loogie. Uh, uh, yeah, I I really do think that Andrew Heaney is an option. Um. 
signing option. I'll tell you who. Like, I'll, I'll give you two because I, I, you know, we haven't gone into all of our free agent stuff extensively, and we will be soon. So be patient with that, Evan. But I would say, I, I'll be honest. The number one guy I want that is a free agent, and yes, I would want him over Aaron Judge, is Trey Turner. That's who. Uh, that's my number one gun. So uh, Rob. Do you have any names available? I know this is kind of early for us to be answering this, so I'm trying to do the best for Evan as we can here. Yeah, of course. Uh, Trey Turner is very high on on my list as well. Uh, I I would like. Yeah, I I don't I don't know if Justin how realistic Justin Verlander is. We 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 don't really know, uh, but he's. Just, I mean, to me, Verlander falls right in that Max Scherzer category that we had last year, where. I don't know. I think I think you you and I had talked about him getting like two for like like well, like ninety or something like that. He could fall into that Scherzer area maybe for a year less. Yeah, I could see that. You, you know, because I was right. I was right there with, with everybody else, man, and ready to kind of cut Verlander off and be like, all right, dude, like you're kind of Tommy John. You're in your freaking forties. Like, all right, let's let's forget. He's gonna be it. up for a Cy Young. Yeah, he, he is. And you know, as long as they don't look at what happens in the World Series. Yeah, you know, yeah, I think I think he's very well well deserving. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, Verlander's up there for me along with Turner, but Carlos Correa is 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 a guy that I think not not as likely as Trey Turner. I I think I think Trey Turner's overall game fits fits Oracle a lot better than Carlos Correa's, but but Carlos Correa. If he would, if he would be willing to play third base for like a year, yeah, to get Crawford out of here, it would Crawford and hell, I mean, or or talk Crawford and get get off the shortstop. Who the hell knows if that's what you have to do? Because Crawford's play one more year, guys, and that's yeah. that, that that's all to me. But Cross Correa could be, you know, a six, seven, eight year. Con, you know, contract out, out out here, it's just like Trey Turner. So he's part of the future. Brandon Crawford's not. So I, I'm I'm willing to move Brandon Crawford off that spot if that's a, a breaking point for Carl, Carlos Correa or or Trey Turner for that matter in coming to a San Francisco. But but he's I don't think right-handed hitters you know fear Oracle Park nearly as much as they used to. Like. I mean, the game has changed so much where it's or it's it's home run or, or nothing, and and you know for, for what it's worth, you know, tar, you know tar, target field, you know, isn't isn't a small ballpark by any means in Minnesota, and you know that that that, that park didn't hold Carlos Correa in this year either. I don't I don't have his numbers in, in front of me right now, but but his but he's still for for plus power, and I I have no no reason to, to believe he wouldn't be a you know mid thirties to forty home run guy here and out here in San Francisco, so. That, so that that's another guy high on my, on my list as well. Yeah, not not as high as Turner, but but he's yeah. up there. Yeah. Two thoughts real quick before we go to the next question. One, uh, you were just talking about righties hitting the Oracle. I do wonder how the changing or banning of the shift will affect left-handed bats in free agency. Um, that'll be interesting because guys that are used to pulling the ball a lot and it's you know normal standard nine out in the field. It's a base hit to right, you know. There's going to be more space on the right side of the infield now, so uh, right. that's we right. Could see, I, I think about that. Yeah, we could see some more. I, I'm curious to see how that impacts free agency, but also, like you said, with Correa, like if the Giants were to go get Correa and be like, "Hey, could you play a year at third? He's a right-handed bat. 
Uh, same thing with Trey Turner. He's a right-handed bat. He has experience at second base as well. True. You know, they could really rest Crawford a lot this year and use him advantageously against like right-handed pitching only. He's going to be like 35 this year, I think. Um, it is the second of the two-year deal. I don't know if he retires or he tries to get maybe another um, short deal one or two years after this if he has a great year, which is possible. I'm, I like, I don't think Brandon Crawford will be worse in 2023 than he was in 2022. Is what I'm getting at. I think that he'll be better. I'm not. I don't know how much better, but not I think either. he'll be better. Um, but yeah, if you were to get a Correa or a Turner. And bring him. It's not like, oh, well, we already have a shortstop. Well, no, maybe you could play Brandon Crawford at short for 100, 110 games, keep him fresh, have him really, you know, predominantly just face right handed pitching. He could be successful. And then you put Crawford or, uh, you know, Correa's slowly declined defensively over the years, but he's still pretty damn good. He's got he's a rocket pretty- arm. Yes. And then Trey Turner is, you know, can cover everything with a speed. You can put him at short too. So, just don't think that the Giants are gonna, you know, shy away from sh- uh, signing one of those big shortstops. There's Correa, there's Turner, there's Xander Bogarts, and there's Dansby Swanson, right. all free agents in this upcoming right. offseason. Um, the Giants will be in on at least one of those guys. Um, trust me. Uh, and just because Marco Luciano, who you know, we're big shortstop apologists, guys, for Marco Luciano and the Giants farm system. Yes, that that will prevent them from, uh, you know, going after one of these big names. Giants hopefully are like, hey, we're going to find a way to compete and win now. And, um, you know, if they're serious, they're going to go after like an Aaron Judge or a, and a Correa or a Turner. So, yeah. Well, and, and also, I, I don't want this to sound like it's like this is like a, like a lazy answer, you know, you know for, for Evan. But every guy on the board right now should be realistic for the Giants. Like Absolutely. every guy, I mean, they are paying Absolutely. nobody. Like nobody on that team is making any money. And I, I want to, I want to say, you know, they're, I mean, they're damn near, t- you know, top five in, in overall revenue every single year and o- ownership money. Like they, they should be able to go out and sign pretty much whoever they want. They just got to be w- willing to do it and pay a little extra playing out here in, in, in California. That's usually what it comes down to. That's why that's what the Padres and the Dodgers do. So, Everybody's realistic in, in in my view. Yes, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, next question. This is why I kind of wanted to slow down on Wayden Gonzalez. From Chris, <laughs> the great Chris Corbett on uh, Giants Chatter. Which one of Lamont Wade Jr. or Luis Gonzalez will not be on the team come spring training? Rob, you look excited, so I'm, I'm going to let you go first here. Um, I, <laughs> I'm not excited because I wish they both be on the team and kick ass, but that's not going to happen because I think, uh, I think Lamont Wade is going to be, is, is going to find himself off the team mm. come, come spring training. Um, just, uh, the, too much of an overhaul, you know, from the, from, from the, from the left side, you know, in the organization right now, um, as, as bad a, of a year as Mikey Stramski had last year, you know, at least that motherfucker played. Uh, Lamont True. Wade couldn't. Uh, yeah, at least he played. And you know, I'm one of those old school dummies. I like to say that the the best ability is availability, and that's why I go back to Tommy Lestella. I wish you know, I wish the Giants would cut him. I don't think they will, but I wish they would. But you know, I I digress. <laughs> Wade, it, 
God, he the problem was with him, he, he had such a strong 2021. You know, he just he all the clutch hits and he he got Giants fans where they were the most vulnerable, right in the fields. Yeah, and all the all the late the late night Lamont bullshit. He got his own bobblehead, man. The guy only started like half the year. And he was a platoon guy. A, a platoon guy got his own bobblehead in Major League Baseball. So fitting how, for this season. How did we get here, first of all? <laughs> but but yeah, it's just but his his injuries go go back to his days in Minnesota as well. So it's just this goes back and yeah, I know you know, Luis Gonzalez. You know, he 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 had surgery a couple years ago. The, one of the main reasons he was available for, for the Giants to, to get up in the first place, the White Sox said, "Okay, well, we we can't wait on him." But I feel like Gonzalez. I mean, if you look past his base running gaffes and, and all that shit, like just the dumb shit he did, I mean, all the tools are, are 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 there for him. You know, he you know, I don't I don't have his strikeout rate in front of me, but he he didn't strike out nearly as much as you know as. Uh, a lot of the guys on the team, like the Giants, struck out as a as, as a team so often. But but Gonzalez Gonzalez has all all the tools, and I think the Giants moved him around a little too much last year, playing playing right field, left field. I mean, you know, coming into Oracle Park and playing right field your first year, that's a tough gig. That's the toughest right field probably to play in in, in all of Major League Baseball. And I felt like the Giants moved him around a lot last year, and he got a little overwhelmed because. You know, he knocked all of our socks off right, right out the gates, and people were talking about him being a rookie of the year candidate. You know, back yeah. in back in May. So, yeah. so yeah, if I if I had to pick, I, I would I would say Lamont Wade is more likely to get, to get dealt around spring training. Just yeah, just because of Yastrzemski and gonzalez having a little more upside in, in in my eyes and we don't know what they're gonna do with jock peterson i know they'd like to bring him back but like as you alluded to earlier you don't think he'll come back but that's it's up in the air but i think wade is just kind of in the way right now i'm gonna base my reasoning on the see it you know believe it when i see it kind of model that we've been touching on if, if the giants go and bring in aaron judge and brandon nimmo then sure yeah like uh, these guys will be forgotten commodities but like i said until i see that i don't and i am gonna say that i think one is on the major league level this year and i think the other one is in sacramento and the one in sacramento is going to be luis gonzalez because he has an option and the giants <laughs> exercise these options lamont wade does not have an option and Although he was hurt a lot this last year, did not play great a lot. Um, he appeared in 77 games. He still hit eight home runs, which, you know, if he stays healthy, like he's probably going to be floating close to with the 18 that he hit in 2021. His number, he did not have a good year. Trust me, he was not healthy and he was not good. But he's 28 years old. I think the Giants like having the left-hand platoon option. Um and in a perfect world, Lamont Wade plays two to three days a week max, and he pinch hits for you against the right-handed arm out of the bullpen late in the game. On a, on a good, like, you know, competitive contender, that's what Lamont Wade should be doing. He's not getting paid a lot. I think that he's going to be on the 26-man roster on opening day unless the Giants go out and sign a couple of big-name outfielders. But there's no harm in putting Luis Gonzalez down in Sacramento, get things right. He showed spurts last year. Number one thing from Luis Gonzalez, I want to see it's not even physical play. Learn the fucking game, dude. Like you're awful <laughs> on you are awful on the base paths. 
Um, you made so many mental errors throughout the season. Um, you know, like we could live with without the huge power from you. You put the ball in play. Um, you can move. You're athletic. You're not fantastic defensively, but no. nobody is on this Giants team. <laughs> yeah, um, get in line. So, yeah, like I, I don't think they're just going to give up on Luis Gonzalez. He could be a guy that starts off hot in Sacramento, and yeah. maybe he's up by June, um, kind of like last year when he was up by May. So I think that both guys will be an organization. Wade stays up. Gonzalez goes down. Yeah, you you make a good point about 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 the option and this front office's you know willingness to exhaust all those options until there's no, there's none left. That that's a very good point. But let me let me ask you this: mm-hmm. of the two, who has the higher ceiling? Higher ceiling? God. <laughs> I mean, if it's it's tough to tell because we know what. Wade is capable of with 2021 and like god if he did that again that'd be fantastic oh, but sure Sign who knows up, if yeah. he can do it again i think like athletically across the board and health wise probably gonzalez is is better option all the way around but um i yeah the original question if i had to pick one to be on the major league roster yeah. i'm probably gonna go with wade jr and surprisingly enough because before this last season he was going to be one of my disappointing guys this year, and I was kind of right, but I, I can't really like brag about that because he was hurt most of the year. Yeah, it doesn't really count. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, if gun in my head, if I had to pick one for, for next year, I'd probably lean Lamont Wade Jr. Yeah. Good, good question, Chris. Oh, Canada. <laughs> yeah. All right. Last question from the great Daniel Rockstar, the rock star. Mm-hmm. Will the Giants pull off a trade to add an everyday player to the roster? Man, this is a good question. Um, a, a trade, okay. Well, you know, th- that is something that we've kind of like heard a little bit. Like the Giants could make an offseason trade, um, you know, to bring in. Now, he he gets specific, an everyday player. I don't know. Um, I think he's I mean, out there. <laughs> they, have, they have prospects that they can move on from to, and some – some of those tweener guys that are on the major league level roster that are under control, not getting paid too much. Like we just talked about, like a Lamont Wade Jr. There's Mike Yastrzemski, um, Tyro Estrada. Uh, you know, yeah. th- those are names that are, you know, not really breaking the banks, but are that can be productive for your team. Um, you know, Estrada had a pretty solid 2022. Yaz was up and down. Um, so could they? Absolutely. Uh, I I don't think I can give specific details right now though. Like maybe ask me again in a month. <laughs> well, well for for me it's like define everyday player for the San Francisco Giants. They don't really have any of those. Last year Wilmer Flores. I mean maybe he was the everyday player on the roster. I mean hell, Jock Peterson was a fucking all star. He wasn't an everyday player. He's a platoon guy. He was a platoon guy, and that yeah. sucks. But. I would say, yeah, Wilmer Flores and Tyro Estrada and, hell, Brandon Crawford a little bit. I mean, other than that, the Giants don't really have any everyday players. But, you know, I would – people don't 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 like to hear it, but it – or I got – I should say they don't, they don't like to hear it. I just got a lot of flack when I suggested that this name at the trade deadline last year. But if they went out and traded for a guy like Ramon Lariano, oh, man, because they could – and he would help this team yeah. right now. You put him in center field. He's not making a lot of money, you know, the, you know these next few years. Yeah. You know, that's that's a guy I would like to see them 
go go get because he's I mean he fixes a lot of things right away and I don't think it would take much to pry him away from from the A's if you take away the geographical bullshit but but do I think they will uh, no I don't I got a fun one for you now now my now my wheels are turned into my head <laughs> and I've seen Giants fans like throw this out there like semi-sarcastically but here's a guy that was an all here's a guy who was an all-star on not a great team could they bring back a brian reynolds that's 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 another good one right there agreed that i think hmm. they, i think they could that's now that you mentioned that yeah he falls right in the Ramon lariano category it's like why not the team he plays for sucks it wouldn't yeah. take much you know you know they're not doing anything significant with the teams that they're on that, that are helping them win so and guys like guys like Reynolds and Lariano, like we know they're not in Oakland and they're not in Pittsburgh for the long haul. And yeah. those and those organizations know that. So yeah, a guy like Brian Reynolds. I, <laughs> Shit, I Oakland might one. not be in Oakland for the long haul. Well, yeah, hell yeah, yeah. If you <laughs> if you if you really sorry, want to get Ace into fan. it, yeah, sorry, Ace fans, but yeah, if you really want to get into it, yeah, they might not be there very long. So <laughs> so yeah, yeah, guys like Reynolds and Lariano, I would love to see the Giants make make moves for dudes like that because they they help instantly and hell they might be the best players on the team right away <laughs> i mean position wise position wise so yeah. so yeah i uh yeah i don't think so daniel i don't think i don't think doug thinks so either but yeah those are those are two names that you know that that would make sense yeah i don't i don't think so but i think there's a higher chance of something like that happening um you know, because we look at this, we look at this free agent off, you know, this free agent class of players, and it's kind of like you said earlier, the Giants will be in on everything, and it's not like the the Giants won't get guys because they weren't offering enough. The Giants are gonna throw out numbers, like they have the flexibility to do that. If they get outbid, it's because of the other destination of where that particular player is going. You know, if the if the Giants get outbid by the Yankees, um, it may be very small monetarily, but there's a reason because Aaron Judge wanted to stay in New York. He wanted, you know, to continue his legacy there. Mm-hmm. Understandable, you know, and, and same thing with a guy like Trey Turner or something. Um, you know, the Giants will offer one of the top deals uh, financially, but maybe going to the team he ends up going to made more sense. So, sure. um yeah, I mean, they will be on on everybody just to kind of like wrap up. And we've talked about this already. You know, the Giants will be in on basically everybody that is available. Um, yep. I think Rob and I are on the same page of we we hope we're wrong about this offseason. You know, yes. last last season uh, going into 2022, you know, they, coming off that historic season, 107 wins. Uh, and it's like, dude, we can add to this roster. We can add to this team that just won the NL West, had a better record than the Dodgers, and won 107 games, and they can add one, two, maybe three guys, and this team could be a real World Series contender. And then this last year happens where they go 500, 81 and 81, and now it's kind of like, trust me, I don't think the Giants are in rebuild. Some people are calling this rebuild. I like They're beyond that, in my opinion. Now it's like a reset and it's like, okay, let's yeah. see where we're at. Last off season didn't work where we, you know, we spent money, but we spent it cautiously 
And so, like, let's be fucking aggressive this year. I hope that happens. I think you and I are, uh, again, on, like, the same page where we think that they, uh, not necessarily cheap, but they're not going to go be like, wow, the Giants were the winners of the offseason. And if they are, then, dude, like we say, you and I would be more than happy to say we were wrong. Yeah. If, so, if, if, the, yeah. if, if the Giants are going to be the winners of the offseason, they're going to sign Aaron Judge and Trey Turner and Justin Verlander. But that's yeah, not no shit. I don't think I don't think all that's going to happen. You know, you've if you've been listening, yeah, we don't think they're going to sign Judge and Turner is a lot more of a possibility and a Gali Verlander possibly too. But 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 yeah, I I think after twenty like you just said after twenty twenty one, they were better than the Dodgers. They had a better record. They lost them in the playoffs, but they weren't aggressive in improving the team. They just said, oh yeah, let's let's run it back. Run it, do it again. Yep, it didn't, yep. didn't work. 81-81, boom. We're sitting at home watching Verlander and Astros and Harper and the Phillies. You know, play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. So, the, so this offseason, like, like you said, I don't think they're going to be winners of the offseason, but I think they're going to be a little more aggressive because I think, uh, you know, putting butts in the seats and, you know, depends on it. I think it comes down to that as well. Rob, last question. How does the World Series finish? Oh fuck! <laughs> uh, I'll go. God, despite despite his shitty record in the World Series, both are shitty records if you count Verlander. I'll, I'll go with Dusty and these guys to pull it off. It's one to one right now uh, in the first inning. So already exciting. I hope I haven't been too distracted watching. It's not but, five nothing like it has been in every other freaking game. Yeah, it, you exactly. <laughs> like like. Houston, think about this. Houston has had a five nothing lead in three different games. Like what's crazy? That's yeah, crazy. What, the, what the fuck is that? So, I think it's not really debatable at this point. I, I think Houston is the better team, but the better team don't always win. So, I but I think I think Houston finds a way. Probably probably in seven. But God, it's it's gonna go. It's. I don't think we're gonna see another five nothing game from from here on out. A five nothing lead for either either side. I'll, that's not a bold prediction, but that's what I'm going with. I am gonna go Phillies in seven. Um, in seven. I think I think the Phillies win tonight. This goes back and forth. The Phillies win tonight. Astros extend it in Game Six back in Houston on what would that be uh, Saturday, and then uh, Sunday would be Game Seven. Um, and, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that the uh, Phillies are going to be able to throw out Nola and Weaver Wheeler again. So, right. I'm going to I'm going to go with them and I'm going to go with the hot bats. I, I know they got no hit last night, but that's obviously <laughs> hey. not happening and not going to happen again. They got a hit Bryce, tonight. I think Bryce Harper is a man on a mission. I think he's going to win the MVP of the World Series. Uh, Phillies in seven. That You're welcome for your after four games and one inning assessment. So, um, yeah. Okay, but so uh, you, Phillies and seven. I, I got Houston and seven. So there you go. Yeah. Um, look at us disagreeing. Look at us. Uh, yeah. So hey, make sure believe.com. Listen to uh, any episode you want of ours. Uh, hoping next week we'll get back on track with our uh, unit focus. And then I'm kind of looking forward to getting past that. And then boom, let's just start talking free agency because, uh, you know, in about a month or so, those winter meetings are going to take off. And then the owners are going to be able to talk to each other. And, you know, possibly get some uh, trades going as well. We'll see. So um, the next month or so is going to be a lot of fun, and uh, we're ready for it. So 
that's um, definitely I just got to get through these uh, meaningless games right here. Then we yeah, get they're to not the real stuff. Yeah, they're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for uh, say hey, Doug, and say hey, Rob. Until next time, thank you for joining us on the Say Hey Podcast. Go Giants. Go Giants. Say hey. Say who? Say Willie. Say hey. Say who? Swinging at the plate. Say hey. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.